Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Blizzard flavor. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Summer berry cheesecake. m and Peanut butter cup. Well, one thing's for sure. Dairy Queen loves kids, and kids love DQ. That's why this Thursday, July 25th, participating Dairy Queen drive-ins are helping the kids of Showdare Hospital with a donation from every Blizzard sold. So buy a Blizzard this Thursday, the 25th, at your participating local Dairy Queen and help make miracles happen for our Showdare kids. Thank you. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! The 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana! Steve Kerr has thoughts on Anthony Davis. We have thoughts on Steve Kerr. Little delayed there. My bad. I mean, that was just uh, unnecessary. I mean, just turn the headset down. Really? 
you got the better of me on that one. I Tommy. would blame Firefox, not me. Why are you shooting off the the, the horns on a Steve Kirk? <laughs> it wasn't even the right sound effect. <laughs> the volume was whack. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. Bad start. Bad start back there, Tommy. Uh, we will uh, try and do better than that. Uh, we will also talk some NFL quarterbacks, and we will get into some Wing It Wednesday, and you will hear from Steve Ballmer, who is shockingly very excited. It is to tell New is high. How are you? Off like a cannon shot here on a Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a great day. Thanks for being with us. We are broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Look, July is winding down, but you still got a week, a little bit over a week to get into Kurtz Polaris and it celebrate their 30th birthday. That's right. They've been in business 30 years. And so all month long, they are offering you up to 30% off. That's right. 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy Lake all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Online, 1029ESPN.com. There you can stream the show, as always, on your devices, phones, etc. The stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call, please do it. 329-1899-329-1899. The phone number, all guests. Join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. We're going to start off with some basketball. Steve Kerr talking about Anthony Davis. We'll get into that. Pau Gasol going to the Blazers on a one-year deal. Does that matter at all for Portland and their chances in the West? Uh, we will get into uh, uh, a little bit of Steve Ballmer. We have a Wing It Wednesday today, so get yourselves uh, ready for that. Some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern with some trivia. I got some NBA trivia for you. Coulter uh, elected to go with very obscure tennis questions. Should be easy to get there in the second hour. <laughs> They're not obscure tennis questions. Tennis itself is just obscure unless it's not. You know what I'm going to do? I'll be interested to know what? how people do I'll be interested to know how people do with these questions because the, the, I, I'm, I'm asking exactly right. I'm asking them. three questions about the three, <laughs> three of the five greatest tennis players of all time. So, therefore, if no one knows the answers to them, it's just because no one knows anything about tennis. The quote was, these questions are obscure unless they're not. No. Well, you sport, can't just make up a saying like you're Yoda and then move on. That's right. You know? That's right. I'm with Tommy on this. Yeah. Make up sayings, I do. In <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, the top of the hour, we get into NFL quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to play a little game called Fan Hater Indifferent. Uh, shouldn't be that tough to extrapolate. Well, what we're going to do at the top of the hour with quarterbacks in the NFL and maybe a little analysis along with that. Uh, Coulter, uh, you're in here. You're I'm looking here. good. You were with me yesterday evening. We had a very fine dinner out on the deck. And then uh, you went home and uh, you sent me to the sports center this morning. And you said, I'll see you in a little bit. I got to go get I got to go get soaked. That's right. Gotta get it. Gotta get it out of you. Sometimes. No, it's good. Good sweatshop class today. Good spin cycle. It's uh, it, it's a sweet deal they got going down there because it. Like I always say, it's a really efficient workout. But you just you're in and you're out. For anybody that hasn't tried cycling, I think there's kind of like this perception. Like, man, it's probably just awful. It must be so brutal. Why would anybody want to sweat that much? Why would anybody want to exert themselves that much? Why would you ever want to do something that makes you burn like 700 calories and 45 minutes. But the best way I could describe cycling is that it is trying for the muscles of your legs. You're, they do get a little bit fatigued. You can feel it in them, a little bit of a burn. 
but it's not so bad that you ever want to stop. You you can always push through, especially once you get into it and then you've been doing it a little while, you got some practice, you know the technique, all that stuff. But the other best way I could explain it is I breathe like relatively hard during these classes, but it's not like when you just go, you know, if you just went and ran two miles, you're dying by the end of that. When you first start running, like when you're first getting into it, you're dying by the end of that. If you go, haven't played hoops in a couple months, you go play hoops, you're, you are gasping for air. When you're hiking up the M, if you haven't done it in a long time, you're going to be gasping for air. When you're hiking, when you're skiing, you're dying. Your, your lungs, you can't get the breath. I, I, think I get it, yes. I don't breathe that hard during these classes, yet you sweat. It's the only workout I can think of where your heart rate is incredibly elevated. You're sweating just like you would be, but even more than when you're hiking or running or any of that stuff. But you're not just panting to death. You can control your breathing. You get out a little bit out of breath, but not really. And like it just you just go in and out. It's it's just it's a really good workout. If anybody wants to come check it out, it's on the corner of uh, Broadway and Higgins and uh, great location, great place to get your fitness on. Okay. Uh you're going to Nora Jones tonight? I'm not. I I love the idea of Nora Jones, but I'm just ambivalent about her. I don't really, and I have no reason why. I think that she's very talented. I just have never been gravitated towards like choosing to listen to her music, even though I think her music is good. I, I don't you mean it's it's a matter of taste. It's not the genre that you prefer, even though you recognize uh, the uh, virtuoso that she is. That said, I would if I could sit down in the amphitheater tonight and just let Nora Jones, you know, serenade me and. How many? How many people are I getting out there? At least capacity about thirty five hundred. Is that right, Tommy? Is that right? Thirty five hundred. I believe house? so, but uh, I don't have the uh, exact. I'd say right. it's over three thousand, less than four thousand. I'd say between thirty five and thirty eight hundred. Okay, let's call it thirty six fifty. That uh, would be just fine with me. I could handle that for uh, a nice, lovely evening in Western Montana. Would be okay for me. Speaking of uh, concerts at the Kittle House Theater. We mentioned this earlier this week, but next week we are going to be doing uh, 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 Name That Tune. We'll have some songs for you. You call in, you tell us the name of the song, you're going to be entered to win tickets to go see the B-52s. How about that? Out there at the Kettle House Amphitheater, the Kettle House Amphitheater uh, uh, on Thursday the 8th of, uh, so a, basically uh, two weeks from tomorrow, I guess, is the day of the concert. But next week, we'll be doing the giveaway, get you some tickets uh, to go see the B-52s out there at the Kettle House Amphitheater. That'll be all right. Logjam Presents, bringing in another show there. Is that? Name the song. I, 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 I'm going to... I'm going to punch you in the brain. <laughs> Do my segments then, Ryan. It's a promise. Do my segments in the show, and there won't be a problem. You want us to do Where Are They Now, Johnny Manziel? Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> Tommy also suggested we do a segment on what music kids in 2042 will be listening to. <laughs> Probably this. Segment. Probably this. Probably Luther Vandross. Yeah, because yep. the, 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 the brain trust at CBS will never figure out that you can't do better than this piece of garbage. <laughs> Steve Kerr <laughs> had some thoughts about Anthony Davis, not so much about Anthony Davis, but about the situation which arose, which Anthony Davis was the, Davis was the catalyst of uh, in New Orleans. And he was speaking on a, a podcast, a Warriors podcast of some sort, and uh, and he said, you know, frankly, my issue is is 
not with guys asking for trades per se, but more the way that it was done, and then cited Anthony Davis as an example, and then he said the following, quote, where a guy is perfectly healthy, healthy and has a couple of years left on his deal and says, I want to leave. That's a real problem that the league has to address and that the players have to be careful with. When you sign on that dotted line, you owe your effort and your play to that team, to the city, to the fans, and when it's completely your and it's completely your right to leave as a free agent. But if you sign the contract, then you should be bound to that contract. If you be, if you come to an agreement with the team, hey, it's probably best for us to part ways. That's one thing. But the Davis stuff was really kind of groundbreaking and hopefully not a trend because it's bad for the league. Uh, I tend to agree with Steve Kerr on this. Uh, I think that there are situations that can arise in which um, a guy a guy could find himself on the outside looking in. A guy could find himself in an uncomfortable situation, maybe from a playing standpoint, maybe personally. Um, you know, if you have all of a sudden, you know, let's say a guy's got three years left on his contract and on the first year of the deal, coach gets fired, bring in a new coach who wants to run something totally different and it has – it's it's utterly different from what you know your perception was or something like that. Now you're still bound by the contract, so I, I get that. But I can I can I can envision scenarios in which it would be reasonable for a player to go. I mean, what are we doing here? Why why am I even you know sitting here doing this? I also would think in scenarios like that, it would the team presumably would be aware of that imbalance as well, and to as Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, has suggested, behind closed doors, get together and try and figure out, you know, the best case scenario. And if you want to trade, to let that be a private conversation because when that stuff gets out there, it's 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 basically bad all the way around. Um, but this is even different from that because Anthony Davis was never anything but the absolute centerpiece of the entire team, the entire organization. Mm-hmm. And the breaking apart of whatever the relationships were with the coach, with the general manager, both of whom, by the way, were gone uh, by the time, you know, this certainly the second half of last year rolled around. Uh, and I thought, I thought Anthony Davis handled this in a sorry and pathetic manner. Uh, I thought he was, I thought it was immature and like, if you don't want to be at a place and you tell them that you want to trade and so forth and so on, you know, uh, okay, I understand that. But also, you're getting paid, you know, X millions of dollars, and it's not to go out and give a 20-minute jog and then take a seat on the bench and make a, make a charade out of the whole thing, which was done in New Orleans last year. And, you know, he got his way. He got traded. And, and by the way, maybe a trade is the best thing. I don't have a problem with the trade. And again, I, I thought the trade was ultimately maybe even a win for New Orleans in a lot of ways. But I am with Steve Kerr on this. If guys are all of a sudden just going to decide year two of a four-year deal, you know what? Not for me. I'm good. That That can't be... I mean, if you just decided to not go to work, or if you decided, hey, you know what? Mm, half days. Half days now. Even if you were under a contract, a lot of people in our business have contracts. Mm-hmm. You're not getting paid, man. You're not, you are not cashing checks now because the, the, the it presumes, you know, 
some amount of you know time spent full time, whatever it is. And look, the the analogy of these guys are professionals, so we can bring it back to the corporate world and so forth. That's not always the case. In fact, it's often not the case. But to go out there and go, yeah, we're I'm just I'm 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 done with it. Still expect to get paid and expect them to get your way in terms of where you're going and what's coming next, I think is is crazy to me. And I think that Anthony Davis, uh, you know, he took a big step in the wrong direction in my book, and I think in the book of public opinion on the way that this was dealt with, even if he was and maybe well, may well have been justified in his feelings of animosity towards the organization and, and, and what have you. And if you feel that way, then, you know, Maybe you make it known, maybe you don't. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that I know exactly the best way to handle it, but I don't think you can do this. I don't think you can do this, and it does set a, best, a bad precedent. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, I think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Let me ask you this. Do you consider Clay Thompson a superstar? Yes. Okay. Do you consider... Victor Oladipo, a superstar. No. Okay. I thought those are the only two guys I was going to ask you about. What okay. I, why I'm asking is because I think you would, I think we would mutually agree in the basketball world would agree that Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, still, Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, those are the superstars. In the league right now, right? I mean, I would agree with almost all of those names. Draymond Green. I mean, the, these, those are the guys that are the, the sort of household big-time stars. Sure. Maybe Jimmy Butler is somewhere on the fringe. I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns, maybe, maybe not. What I'm getting at is, I guess, with the exception of Clay Thompson, I would say that Anthony Davis is the most impervious and least impervious to scrutiny and least scrutinized superstar in the NBA right now. He's becoming. To, he's starting to become more scrutinized, first and foremost because he now plays for Los Angeles Lakers. But I find it very interesting that Anthony Davis was considered the best prospect to come into the NBA since LeBron James. And then he spent seven seasons in New Orleans where individually he was an all-NBA talent, an all-star player, who, with the exception of one season, achieved almost nothing as a team. Then... He holds his small market team hostage. And like Steve Kerr said, the situation you know, coming out of the new year before the all-star breaks even hit to demand a trade, which is against the rules, and then when the trade's not granted, to shake up the entire 
structure of the Los Angeles Lakers organization and then to sit out the rest of the season and then to mock the team that you were playing for by wearing a Looney Tunes shirt that says, that's all, folks, on the last day of the year. If James Harden did that in Houston or Stephen Curry did that in Golden State or you know any of the guys I just named, Kyrie Irving did that in Boston. If Kyrie Irving did that in Boston, you'd be having riots in the streets. There are other guys I named. It would just be straight. They would be being scrutinized at such a high level. And right now you have an opposing coach talking about Anthony Davis. But this is about the the top level of the scrutiny that it's, it's been. It has not been the scrutiny that it would be for all these other players. And I just find it very interesting that Anthony Davis, the fact that he is first and foremost so soft-spoken, but also the fact that he has sort of played in an outpost for most of his career. I think that people don't really na- – like when you're naming all the best players in the league, when you really think about it, you obviously are going to name Anthony Davis. But if you if you just skim past it, he doesn't leap to the front of your mind. He has he occupies a completely different le- air than almost anybody else in the in the league. And I just find that so interesting that he has received – like this is a little bit of scrutiny, but he has not received hardly nearly the level of scrutiny that you would expect for a guy of his talent and his caliber. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, it's it's partially about Marky. You know what I think it's more about? And maybe this is a reflection on him to an extent. It's it's, it's the postseason. I mean, in, in basketball, I don't think that the that the market you're in matters nearly as much as how late into May and June you're playing basketball. And why do we know, you know, why can we sit here and rattle off, you know, eight, nine Golden State Warriors players and, you know, maybe two New York Knicks or whatever it is? You know, it's because they're around, because you're watching them. And even people, you know, you know, we watch NBA games during the regular season and all that, but you and I, or playoffs roll around, we're, we're parked, man. Got, got to see what's going on. And you start to get a feel for these guys, and guess who ain't there? Anthony Davis. So uh, it's very similar to the Mike Trout situation in Major League Baseball, yeah, right? Yeah, to an extent. Um, and so, you know, he doesn't, he has not received that. And also, I do think that there's people who, if a player is, uh, you know, it's not his second season in New Orleans. Been there six years, seven years. Okay. If, and, yeah, and, last year was his seventh season, the number one draft pick in 2011. And played, I mean, he had, he, I mean, he was he was the face, obviously, of the franchise, but also went out there and did his work. I mean, he he put a, he he put up huge numbers. Was a great player for the New Orleans Pelicans, and then when he has, uh, you know, a list of grievances with the team, people don't look at Anthony Davis and go, "Well, dude, what's your problem?" They look at the team and go, "Hey, wh- wh- why, why is this? Why is he feeling this way about you?" You know, they put it on the coach, on the GM, on the president, on the owner, whatever. And obviously they tried to do everything they could by cleaning house basically and, and, and you know, bringing in new coach, firing the general manager at the midpoint of the season and, and doing those sorts of things. But at least initially the discontentment people don't take as a reflection or an indictment on the player. They take it as an indictment on, on the organization and that's fine, but then how he handled it, and and to Kerr's point, 
granted, is a player option on the second year, so it really is effectively like one year remaining on the deal. But we're not even talking about during the year. I mean, we're talking about in the offseason, you you got to get me out of here or I'm, you know, I'm sitting out. You know, guys in the NFL, they sit out. They sit out for contracts and stuff all the time. You know what they don't get? A check. In fact, <laughs> totally. you know what they do get? A bill. <laughs> right. They get fined. Right. Right. And so that that to me is where all the difference in this is. And this is, again, you know, a, 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 a show of power that the players have in the NBA that they don't in other sports. Now, and I don't know, you know, I don't know all the money things. I mean, there's got to be breach of contract language in, you know, in NBA contracts too. I mean, if you just no show, you're, you know. No one, I think, would expect that anybody's getting paid for that. And if Anthony Davis, in fact, did, you know, miss some salary for his own self-healthy scratches, uh, I don't know. But I'll bet he got paid for, you know, 18 minutes of scrimmaging that he did on the second half of the season. And that is, uh, you know, that's... That's too bad. I mean, it's, again, it's not it's not good for anybody, and I agree with Steve Kerr on that. The last three seasons, Anthony Davis has averaged twenty eight points, a little little shade over twenty eight points, and around between eleven point nine and twelve rebounds per game. Th- those are historic numbers. That is a historic peak. Yeah, there's very few guys. There's very crazy. few guys that are putting up those kind of numbers multiple years in a row. Throwing several blocks in that. I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's averaging 2.5 blocks per game for his career. He, he is on pace to become one of, if not the all-time league shot blocker in the history of the NBA. He's uh, also, right now... In, a, in an era where everybody's just shooting threes. Where, and where and we're shot blocking, yeah, it's it's almost... It, it it's a lost sense. art. Yes. Right now, in, in, for his career, he's averaging 23.7 points and 10.5 rebounds per game in his career. Okay. He's shooting... Nearly 52% from the floor in his career. And again, I know that the winning has been absent for him. Yeah. But when you really look at this guy, and, and this is not just as if he's in year two or year three. He's done this for the duration of his career. Right. Here's the players in the history of the NBA that have averaged 24 points and 10 rebounds per game in their career. Wilt Chamberlain, Bob Pettit, Elgin Baylor, Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, and Larry Bird. In other words... The ten best front court players in the history of the league. Right. Anthony Davis is statistically on par with them. There was a moment in time when, when, when the the Hornets swept, or the, excuse me, the Hornets, the, when the Pelicans slept swept the Blazers two years ago. We had Sean Rainey from SWX Montana yep. in in studio, and me, you, and him had a, a fun and spirited debate on the top twenty five players in the league, and we had different guys rank different places. I, I, Sean roasted me when he was co-hosted when when you were out for the Philippines for ranking Ben Simmons number seven. That so I was would bringing him in here. That was wrong. For that very reason. I mean, that was wrong. I was wrong about Ben Simmons. But at that moment, I said that I thought that at that exact moment that Anthony Davis was the number one player in the world because I thought at that moment, I mean, in that series, he averaged like thirty-seven points per game. He he was he, the way he moves, the way he moves from rim to rim, how flawless and fluid he is. When he is at his best, he is like no one else. He truly has the gifts to truly be the most the, the, the best power forward in the history of the NBA. He's more athletic and fluid, and he has way better endurance and skill than Tim Duncan. He, he's by no means the, the mountain of a man that Carl Malone was, and he does not have the motor Carl Malone had. But 
Anthony Davis is a substantially better athlete than Carl Malone. And I mean, it's hard to say because Carl Malone played like I mean, sixty-five thousand minutes. Carl Malone is in a complete league by himself purely because of his 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 unwavering drive and dedication to his body. There's there's never been a professional athlete that's taken care of themselves like Carl Malone, right? I mean, Carl Malone was playing thirty-five uh, minutes a game for twenty-two seasons straight. There's a couple. I okay, but, but yeah, I, I yes, you're right. Carl Malone played over sixty-five thousand minutes. Carl Malone. Carl Malone was not taking breaks like these guys. Carl Malone straight playing 35 minutes a game from when he was 20 until he was 40. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, Carl Malone is an amazing human. It's yes, amazing that he is. was able to do that. That's why I hesitate on the athlete. I, 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 right, but he is right, not seven foot two. You know, Carl Malone is six, eight and a half, and he does not have a seven and a half. He doesn't have an 89 yes. inch wingspan like yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Davis's pure physical gifts are superior to pretty much anybody. Unquestioned. What I'm saying is that it's going to be a crying shame if Anthony Davis taints his career. I think that he has a chance to really get it back on track. But it's interesting that you picked this story today with Steve Kerr scrutinizing Anthony Davis because I told you this morning also that Jalen Rose was talking about on his podcast that all his inside sources and Jalen Rose is very well connected as a former player who still makes the rounds both you know physically he goes to all the NBA City so he's talking to a lot of guys that maybe are outside of the media circle so he has some sources he said that all his people are telling him that Anthony Davis is going to angle his way out of LA after this year become a free agent and maybe go home and go back to Chicago if Anthony Davis starts getting down that slippery slope and winning doesn't come to him it's going to be a shame because again his production his numbers and his gifts are are second to none honestly and I, I think that he has a real chance to do something incredibly special with LeBron James but if he doesn't it's going to be a massive disappointment because we I mean you remember when he was coming out of college people were just drooling over this guy mm-hmm. uh yeah and listen if he does something at the end of this year no harm. I mean, do what you want. You're a free agent. You can pick that. You can you can do that, and and you can go you can go to Memphis if you want to do whatever you want to do. But the the the, the method, the way that he went about this, uh, was 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 spoiled and childish as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's two tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Hey, want to remind everybody again? Name that tune next week for tickets to the B fifty twos, and also tomorrow tomorrow. Coulter and I will be live on location at Fuddruckers there on North Reserve. Come on in, have a burger, have a Widmer Hefeweizen beer, uh, and uh, come watch the show live from 4 to 6. And also, between now and then, get over there and put your name in the box to win tickets to the Oregon Grizzly football game in Eugene on September 14th. We'll be pulling another pair of tickets out. Uh, Robert won the first pair that we did last week at Kitty O'Keefe's. We'll pull another name tomorrow, uh, and we want you to be there for it. Forget must be present to win. So come down and enjoy uh, some 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 good food, some good beers with us uh, down at uh, Fuddruckers tomorrow from four to six, and uh, win. Well, maybe. The most coveted away tickets that have been around for a long time. Um, you know, all respect to, uh, you know, Lubbock. But if I could go to either Texas Tech for a game or Eugene for a game, I I, I would take the latter. Oh, yeah. I'm like, super excited to go out to the game. It'll be fun, man. Because be Eugene's a great college town. Oh, yeah. And I've actually never, I've been to Eugene before, and I've seen that stadium just... Empty. I've never been to a game there. I, right. I, I, my brother went and checked out Oregon when he was looking at colleges. and So we went to Eugene and we went and checked out the stadium. But I've never seen a game day atmosphere and I've heard it's tremendous. I, I, I can't wait to compare and contrast because I have been to uh, I've been to Martin Stadium 
mm-hmm. in Pullman, and I've been to Husky Stadium mm-hmm. uh, in Seattle, and I've been to uh, what's Oregon State? Is it just Beaver Stadium? It, Reese. Oh, Reese. Or, yeah, Reese, Reese Field. Reese Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, at, in Corvallis, Oregon, for Oregon State. So I've been to the Northwestern mm-hmm. Pac-12 schools. I've been to Utah uh, in Salt Lake City. And I've been to Colorado, been in Boulder. So I've been to about half the Pac-12 stadiums. And I'd be interested to compare and contrast. The one thing I would say is that's so interesting is that uh, Martin Stadium gets pretty crazy yep. in Pullman. Definitely. But I don't think any of those places I just named is is on par with Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula. Husky Stadium is a beautiful venue, but it is not wild. Yeah, Husky Stadium is actually really subdued, all things considered. I mean, they, it's like 75,000 people, and it's not it's not raucous like Washington Grizzlies. No, it isn't. And 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 uh you know, I played in all three of those stadiums. Washington State, Husky Stadium, and Reeser. Uh but there was about twenty people in the stadiums for all of my games because we were playing lacrosse in those stadiums. Uh but it was still fun to do and great venues. And by far, I mean the the best, biggest by I mean by by far of those is Husky Stadium. But sometimes the size of it, um, it just it doesn't quite get to the level, you know, that it does. And look, this is one of the weird places where I mean, we we should do an analysis of this sometime. Is where are their major major, uh, like Power Five football schools that are in the same cities as NFL teams? Because mm-hmm. there's actually not that many, right? And People talk about the passion and everything for, you know, college football because it's a place you went and everything like that. Seattle is a Seahawks town. Totally. Period. So that's why the Seahawks, you know, they're, you know, talk about, if you're going to talk about atmospheres for the NFL, it's Seattle, it's Arrowhead, uh, and those are kind of the two. And, you know, it is like the history, of course, of Lambeau Field and the new buildings that you have, whether it's, you know, U.S. Bank or Jerry World and, and you know, what they're building, certainly in Vegas and in L.A. and so on. But if you're talking about just straight crowd noise, it's those two places. And it just does not transfer to Husky football in terms of the game day atmosphere, though it is. I mean, it's certainly fun, you know, great games. I mean, I've been to a couple of Husky games uh, over the years over there, it, it, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just different. It just is. And so, um, it, but Eugene, it's going to be bouncing. Oh yeah, is it, it is it the first home game for the Ducks? Because th- that would also add an element to this. We got to check. But anyway, come down to Fuddruckers, hang out with us uh, tomorrow. You want to go to the game in Eugene? It's going to be great, no matter what. Second home game Second for the Ducks. Game. The Ducks open up at Auburn, which should be a great game. Mm-hmm. And Nevada at Oregon is their home opener. And then Montana at Oregon. Okay. Uh, Stu Tell Nuanas, one zero two nine ESPN Radio. Hey, give us a call right now three two nine one eight nine nine. Got some wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern. I got some questions for you about NBA and specifically NBA titles. Who's won them? Teams and individuals. So uh, that's what I'm going to talk to you about uh, on this uh, Wing It Wednesday. So give me a call. 329-1899. Answer a couple of trivia questions. Get yourself wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. The best wings in the city of Missoula right now. Do it right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. 
with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Who's ready to win some wings? Well, Ben is. That's who. Sutel Nuanas, 129 ESPN Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, And this month celebrating their 30th birthday. 30 years Kurtz Polaris has been in business. And they're celebrating all month by offering up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna Invaded Dirt Bike, or any Crest Pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris all month for their 30-year anniversary sale. It is time for a Wing It Wednesday. We go to the phones. We welcome in Ben to the show. Ben, how are you? Good. What's going on, guys? Oh, we're just uh, happy to have you on board here, my man. Uh, fear not. Uh, these are not tennis questions. The tennis questions are <laughs> Coulter's. These are going to be basketball <laughs> NBA questions, okay? So you, we can we can get through these. You get all three. You got a shirt and wings. You get two. You still get the wings. You need on help on any one of these. Coulter, who knows very little about the NBA, will be your lifeline. All right, good deal. Let's do it. Chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me, likey. Tell me, want wingy. Okay, now Ben, how's your day going? Is everything okay? Living good? Yeah, not too bad. It's winding down, so that means it's a good day. Okay. Oh, so you you still at the office? Uh, no. Okay. No, I had to go uh, meet up with some clients. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, they can wait. Okay, because this you got business Absolutely. here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, question number one. How many NBA titles has Steve Kerr won combined as a player and coach? Uh, well, and I'm talking about wins now, not just appearances in the in the in the deal. Full dubs, rings. I'm gonna say three. I, I'm gonna say eight. Ben. It is eight, my friend. Very well done. That's uh, that's excellent work. Three with the Bulls. Two more people may forget with the Spurs mm-hmm. as a member of the San Antonio yep. Spurs. And, uh, of course, three of the last five as the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so eight for uh, Steve Curry. He's coming up quick on uh, on his mentor or one of his mentors. And Phil Jack Doesn't Phil have like 11 of those things, something like that? Uh, okay, question number two. Uh, see, I thought one was going to be the hard one. I thought I'd do the the, the reverse way. Number two, what player uh, has won the most NBA titles ever? As uh, I should know this. Uh, well, the good news is I know Coulter knows it. Let's go there. Okay, a lifeline for the Wings. Coulter, what players won the uh, most uh, 
Bill Russell won 11 titles in 13 seasons with the Boston Celtics. That's one more than Sam Jones won during his 12 seasons. He won 10. So Bill Russell is the answer. The most player titles won in NBA history. That is more information than I was going to give you. Uh, but yes, that is correct. I knew he was good for it. It is Bill Russell and Ben. You have got wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Excellently done by you. Let's see if we can get some uh, some some garments for you here as well. Uh, dating back to 1947, so we're not doing since the merge. We're going all the way back in NBA history. The Boston Celtics and the L.A. Lakers lead the NBA for all-time franchise NBA titles, 17 for the Celtics, 16 for the Lakers. After that, two franchises are tied with six NBA championships. Can you name those two franchises? And again, we're talking about wins here. Uh, let's go Chicago and I'm going to say San Antonio. Mm. San Antonio has been in six, but they lost one. Yep. So they have five. The Chicago Bulls are six and zero oh in. They've never been to the uh, NBA Finals that they didn't win. They've also never been without Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Uh, but the Bulls are one of the teams. The Spurs are a great guess, and I'm inclined to give you the shirt anyway. If you want to take another stab, Gold, do you know who this is? Do you know I do, the yes, the Gold State I, Warriors. Oh. I would, you ruined it. I was going to give him another thing. Uh-huh. You got a second lifeline. Look, Ben, look, Ben, we want you to have, we want. We don't want you to go no shirt to the Desperado, okay? You get a shirt <laughs> with this one as well. You were a great contestant on the show, and I thought very well done on the Steve Kerr thing. I didn't think I didn't think that was a gettable one, frankly. So well done there. You got the whole kit and caboodle today, all right, man? Awesome. Thanks, guys. You got it. That's how you do it. Sorry. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, you ben. too. Uh, I got excited. You did get excited. It is the Golden State Warriors. Going back, they had... They were actually in the finals like four or five times in the 40s. Was it all in the 40s, maybe early 50s as well, of which they won three. When they were the Philadelphia Warriors. And they uh, then, uh, uh, and they won of one, course, they won, won one, three in the modern era. They won one in the 70s with Rick Barry. Oh, so they did, right, two. They won two. They lost a couple. Then they won the one in the 70s and, of course, now three of the last five. So yep. there you go. The Warriors and Bulls. That's remarkable, man. I mean, you think about the New York Knicks. Two championships, history of the franchise. Well, I mean, here here's the thing. How many teams are in the NBA? Is it 30 or 32? I always 30. 30. Okay. There's only 17 franchises in the NBA that ever won the championship. Right. Right. And yeah, one I mean, and one of those is the Sacramento Kings, formerly the Rochester Royals, who won one like 70 years ago when the and, NBA and, was his infancy. So that, that one's like kind of an anomaly. And one of those is the Toronto Raptors, who just got there. I mean, we were basically at half right. of the league and never And won. one of them was the Portland Trailblazers when they had Bill Walton in 1978 after the merger. One of them was the Seattle Supersonics in 1979, mm-hmm. post-ABA merger. Mm-hmm. So you take those ones out as well, and th- now you're talking about 14 franchises. Mm-hmm. You think is it about- good for the league to have more teams winning or is it good for the league to have the blue bloods winning well i mean i think that there's such staunch proof of the fact that if you run your organization right you don't have to be a blue blood in any other way besides just the efficacy in which you operate right and and because the pistons have won three championships and and detroit is is certainly a basketball city but it's not a destination city Mm -hmm. it's a mid-sized market 
I, when they were winning, they, when they won in the eighties, Detroit was a major market. It was yeah. it was a huge market. But regardless, I mean, if you can win five titles in San Antonio, you, then no one else should have any excuses. Totally, totally. The New York Knicks should have no excuses. Uh, yes. Well, they got they got one excuse. It's the owner. Okay, uh, quick break. We'll come back. Speaking of the NBA, what is it with ownership and administration in corporations and also in sports that are just so utterly unrelatable to human beings? We will discuss that uh, right after this. Coulter, it is uh, July 24th. And you know what that is? The heart of golf season, my friend. The heart of it. That's why... As often as we can, you and I get out to the links, and when we can, we go to the Canyon River Golf Club. Canyon River, East Missoula, spectacular setting along the Clark Fork River. You know, the Missoula Valley is beautiful. It's open, all that stuff. But you don't have to go far around the corner, and you're really in, like, the tight valley with the mm-hmm. mountains sticking right up there. Great backdrops for shots, driving it on number five, one of my favorite holes to get out there because you know I just pound it 300 down the middle every time just to watch that thing sail. But Canyon River, spectacular setting for golf, uh, playing all 18 greens. They have now fin cycles, which are golf cart motorcycles for one. I mean, this is a, this is fun. I went out there and, uh, and used uh, one of those for a round. Whew. First of all, you could play in like two and a half hours because you are hauling, and it's fun to just cruise around, get to your ball on a motorcycle. It's a blast. So if you haven't gotten a ride on one of those, a new uh, product from Sun Mountain Sports, go check them out. They got them at Canyon River. And the new golf carts, a brand new fleet as of this year, outfitted with the Shark Experience interactive uh, golf uh, uh, touch screens. You can hit, you know, see see distances, of course, to like, you know, the green, the pin, uh, different hazards and so forth. But also you can set up your shot from wherever you end up on your drive. What's it going to take to lay up? How, you know, what 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 uh, do I need to hit to get it 100 yards out or whatever it is, that kind of thing? You can do it there. It's also got Bluetooth capabilities. You link your phone into the thing. You can play all your music. Or you can just listen to the satellite uh, radio that is provided for you. Sports, music, all the channels, everything. It's there. You can order food on the deal, surround sound. It's a slick deal, and it adds tremendously to the experience of, uh, of playing around at golf. So one of Missoula's great golf destinations better yet and also order online you go make tea time save a ton of money online canyonrivergolfclub.com get your online bookings there and uh, you can find some really low rates for rounds of golf so spectacular time of year it's rocking and rolling canyon river the place to go play play around with us one time canyon river golf club in east missoula Colter, some people like the Clark Fork, some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls, I love Rainbow's End, I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely this the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of montana it's pretty likely you already know blackfoot as a local partner for internet voice professional services anything you need to fuel your growing business but like you said they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across montana and right now they're expanding expanding their fiber network into bozeman st ignatius and other regions find out more about what blackfoot does give them a call 
866-541-5000 or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. Who do you want to play for if you're an NBA player? That is the question. It is to tell Nuanas. It is 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. And they are celebrating 30 years. That's right, 30 years they've been in business. And they are giving you the presents. That's 30% off. 30%. That's a lot. 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. To Kurtz Polaris, Missoula and Sealy, all month for Kurtz's 30 year anniversary sale. <coughs> Excuse me. Welcome back, Coulter. Nice to see you. Thanks. We uh, <coughs> we talked with Marty Morningwig a couple weeks back when he was in town here, or when he was in studio with us. <coughs> and he said, make no mistake. It starts at the top when he talks about successful organizations. The ownership, man, is where it starts. And I am trying to figure out about Steve Ballmer because he's a he's he's like one of these crazy, energetic, you know, risk-taking, but very smart, obviously very competent, you know, CEOs, obviously, I mean, wildly successful billionaire over Microsoft and all of that kind of stuff. So my my question here is not about his, you know, sometimes you see people and they, they, they act very different than what the norm would be. And you go, well, is, you know, what's going on with this guy? You know, <clears throat> I don't have any of those questions about Balmer. We, we've, you know, he's, he's a known commodity in terms of sort of his idiosyncrasy. And he's very competent. And he's also, you know, clearly made the Clippers in not that long, a very uh, 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 significant organization in terms of their year-in, year-out competitiveness and now landing two of the biggest stars the game has to offer in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Well, today was the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, press conference, and I would like you to just listen to this, okay? And understanding, knowing what we know about Ballmer, tell me, is this a guy that you want to play for? Listen to this. I have these notes, but I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool, pretty damn cool. Woo! Guys were ready for that, were you? <laughs> I, I'm I'm just delighted. You know, I'm proud of what we did last year. We had a hell of a team, played the right way, hard, gritty, tough, resilient. That's what the Clippers are about. And I just it was a great season. Great season, 48 wins. Great season, not what we want, but a very great season. I'm so proud of the guys we have. I'm so proud of the guys who are coming back. We got the guys who I think will be perfect to put together with Paul and Kawhi to really give us the chance to do the only real thing we want to do. I got to say, being number two, being number four, we're only here for one reason. We want to win it all. There's only one reason. Is that a guy you want to play for, Coulter? I mean, at the end, here's what I say. I mean, Ballmer, 
all the owners say, you know, we're here for one reason, whatever, whatever. But he, mm-hmm. he, there's no question. Like, he's not here for the money, people. No, he's already he's, got all the money. He's here for the rings. For and sure. And he's going to go make the thing happen. And so in that respect, I think you love it as a player. And you're probably not hanging out with him every day and going, okay, easy, easy. One less cappuccino, please. But also, when he gets up there and goes, go! Missed one. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Calm her down, man. One less cappuccino. What happened? I had three in there. Did you move one, Tommy? Is Maybe, that what's going he on? He didn't know you were going to He's, he's, go he's tweak removing out stuff out there. It's okay. Pulling the rug out from me. Uh, well, I mean, this is sort of, it's just such a, it's such an interesting thing to analyze just because on one hand, I'm not into that Steve Ballmer shtick there. Yeah. But if we know anything about almost every sports owner in America right now, I would rather have that than Dan Snyder. Sure. Right. With the Washington Redskins or Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys. Nolan, I mean, anybody. meddling owners are never good. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these controversial and or just blatantly racist owners that we've seen in the last couple of years that have kind of gotten forced out of both the NFL and the NBA. That's not good. Uh, the Here's the thing. A lot of the guys that end up with this kind of money that they can go and buy are also eccentrics in some respect, right? Or, or, or like the opposite of eccentric because they, they've... Or, like, the opposite of eccentric because they've just lived in corporate culture of their whole lives? Well, this is the other thing. I mean, if you listen closely, after Bulmer yells... There's a guy in the background. In fact, let me play this for you one more time. Just the first like couple of seconds of this thing. And listen to the guy in the background. Now he's there's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are sitting on stools, okay, behind Bulmer. Then Doc Rivers is there, and then one other guy who I assume is like a vice president or something. You can hear him say, he leans over to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and go, Bet you didn't expect that, huh? Huh? And let just play this and just just listen to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! You guys weren't ready for that, were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, how can you even try to be personal, personable with a couple of all-star, all-NBA type of players going, you boys weren't ready. You guys weren't ready for that one, were you? I mean, it's just so insane. Just the the the... The whitewashed, hermetically sealed, uh, 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 germ-free life of just corporate America at the, in the in the administrative reaches of this place is just insane. Never even you know don't and no clue how to be with these people. And I'm not even putting Bulmer in that category. He's just his own guy doing whatever it is that he's doing. He's just going you know just losing his mind. That's fine. You know, that's that's part of the personality that went into becoming what he became from, you know, a, a, a computer to, you know, a financial guru, et cetera, whatever. So, but I just don't get any of this. And why you couldn't have people that could just sit down and talk to him and go, oh, that was weird. <laughs> like, why wouldn't that be your reaction? Yep. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, huh? I don't know, man. It just, it just boggles my mind. Who's the coolest owner in the NBA? Hmm. I mean, I don't know that many NBA owners. Mark Cuban 
is is yeah. one of the obvious answers, right? Yeah. And he's he to me, I see a lot of Balmer in Cuban. You know, Cuban's feels a li- little bit more serious, but he's just I mean, he's out there, you know, serving ice cream at Dairy Queen, to, you know, cuz he made some comment. He's at the game courtside with Post Malone, you know. So he's got his own things going, but I think he's at least somewhat relatable uh, in some of these ways. But even, I don't even think the owner, the owner doesn't need to be the guy who, like, gets it. But he needs to have people that do get it to a, to some extent, it seems to me. I would say that probably the two most relatable and or quote-unquote coolest owners in the league besides Mark Cuban are probably Jeannie Buss with the Los Angeles Lakers because she's been in the spotlight, the public eye, more for her relationship with Phil Jackson than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I think unequivocally, the coolest owner is the guy who is perhaps the coolest guy in the history of America, Michael Jordan. He subsequently is the worst owner in the NBA. So maybe being cool does not translate to success whatsoever. Maybe you don't need to be able to relate to, relate to the players. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is is you you have to have a set of skills to own a team um, that are, you know, that are not developed because you were a great player. And that doesn't mean that be that that players couldn't be great owners. I think that LeBron James will be an owner. And I think when he is an owner, he will be a great owner. Yes. I also think that Michael Jordan, I don't think he's necessarily, I think he was the worst owner because he was also, wasn't he the GM too and doing, you know, being the basketball guy and all that? Well, you know what? There's a huge learning curve there that not even clearly Michael was prepared to do. And when it comes to, you know, scouting and picking Kwame Brown and all that, you know, it, it, it was, he was not, he was in over his head, which is weird to say about Michael Jordan, but it was a fact. And, and maybe to an extent still is the one thing I do like about Michael Jordan is he, he, you never hear from Michael Jordan, man. He's never in front of the camera, never in front of the microphone. He's just back there working, doing his thing. And maybe, uh, he, he, let's put it like this, he's back there doing something. I don't know what it is. The The Hornets are in undoubtedly the worst situation in the NBA right now. It might be the worst situation since the lockout in 1998. They are not in a worse situation than the Wizards. Oh, because they took, did they take the uh, The Wizards have, a, have assets, though. Bre- John Wall's hurt. I get it. But Bradley Beal is 10 times the player that anybody that the Hornets have on their roster. And the other thing is the Wizards are not hard-capped right now. The only team right now in the NBA, the only team that is hard-capped, that has no wiggle room for any acquisition whatsoever, is the Charlotte Hornets. How's that possible? You didn't even re-sign your superstar player. You're hard-capped because you gave Terry Rozier $68 million. They're paying Terry Rozier $68 million. They're playing. They're finally getting towards the end of Nicholas Batum's $125 million contract. They gave Marvin Williams $55 million. I mean, their starting lineup is Terry Rozier, Nicholas Batum, Miles Bridges, Marvin Williams, and Cody Ziller. Terry? Not one of those guys starts in the NBA for almost any other no, team. No, no, no. Terry Rozier was, was outstanding for the Boston Celtics. He was for two yes. months in the playoffs. You can't pay Terry Rozier $68 million. Terry Rozier does not start for two-thirds of the NBA. If you are in the NBA, you get $68 million. It's like it, you just open up a present, and there's $68 million in cash sitting in it. <laughs> I mean, you talk about it like it's a lot of money because it is, but it's not in the NBA. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter. How, the fact is that they have that team, 
they're maxed. They have a hard cap with that starting lineup. That's crazy. That is crazy. How can you get hard cap? They got, we got teams in the league right now that have multiple $35 million plus players that aren't hard capped. How is it possible to be hard capped when you have that team? Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 